Welcome to Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. We talk about the intersection of parenting and technology. Everything you need to know about raising kids in the digital age. This is Parenting Bites. Hi, this is Rebecca Levy. Welcome to another episode of Parenting Bites. I'm here in the New York studio today with Amy Oztan of SelfishMom.com. Hello. And we're being joined for our first segment by our producer who's never been on our show, even though he's co-hosts so many of the other podcasts. And then I realized that and I was sort of insulted. So Ouch. Seth, <laughs> so our producer, Seth Nyman, is here with us. And um, Hi. he's going to join us because we're talking about a couple things today. The first is Dad Bod. Which, if you don't know what dad bod is, and Seth didn't know what dad bod is, so now we get to explain to a dad what dad bod is. I'm a um, dad, I have a bod. I'm a, <laughs> what else do I need to know? And then our second topic, we have a special guest today, which we're super, super excited about. Not as, I mean, I think my daughters were even more excited and tried desperately to miss school, but Lucy Hale, star of Pretty Little Liars, is joining us to talk about a special college she's involved in, and maybe some sneak peak spoilerish stuff about well, Pretty Little Liars. No, I'll hold fired? <laughs> no, no, no. I'll hold her down. You make her answer. It'll, it'll work. And then we'll have our Bites of the Week, of course. Yes. Um, okay, so let's jump right in and talk about Dad Bod. Um, we had a couple topics to pick from this week, and Amy was like, we are talking about Dad yeah. Bod. I'm pissed <laughs> off about this one. I, First one, you explain what Dad Bod is, and then I'll, I'll say why I'm pissed. Oh, you want me to explain? Yeah. So Dad Bod is picture Vince Vaughn and Swingers and yeah. picture Vince Vaughn now. That is the evolution of dad bod. It is paunchier. Beard, not fat. Not fat. It's like paunchy, kind of soft. Yeah. Cuddly. Cuddly. Um, you're, you're really putting lipstick on a pig. <laughs> <laughs> I gave me out of the cuddly. I'm thinking like soft, mushy, kind of out of shape, sitting sitting too much time playing with the remote. Or you, might the wrong, you might have the wrong dad pizza. on with you because, you know, I'm I know. certified as a trainer too, so, you know. Seth, like, yeah. eats no carbs, certified as a trainer. No, but I, I you know, <laughs> lately I've been falling into that, that dad bod thing that you're talking about, for me, on my own level. Yeah. See, I think that, so I think moms, there's always a lot of talk, right? You put on baby weight, like it's like a no thing you put on yeah. the baby weight nine months on nine months off maybe then you have like <laughs> another baby right women are continually battling the mom bod um, and being told to sort of battle the not mom bod the dad bod's a new thing and Amy <laughs> so freaking sexist I can't stand it it's like uh, women uh, when are they going to decide that um, size 14 with cellulite is in like, I'm, I'm waiting for that day. The Renaissance like, era. Oh you missed it. I, I, I missed it by hundreds of years. Rubens was into that, man. Oh, I'm, I was, I'm so uh, behind the times. Um, no, it's just ridiculous because it's just a huge cop-out for men. Like, okay, having washboard abs is too hard, so we're going to decide that the dad bod is cool. It, it is what it is. It's always been there. No, it's it's not in it's it's reality does it go along with the hipster beard thing is it like now like the beard the you have a dad bod because you're eating your artisanal bacon <laughs> Wait, and this cheese. Is, so this is a real thing this yes. is ridiculous it's not just a what new york Times about? style section thing although I, I always think these things really are a new york Times style yeah. section thing so amy and i just got back from disney world and let's just say yeah. dad oh. bod was invented at disney world yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> not a dad bod I, I you know i was certified as a trainer a couple of years ago so i look at everybody and not, not just from a you know not so you can look good but it's about health and everything yes. too and this is our country is not a healthy country and and I think that dad it's not so much like the really big unhealthy people I don't think it it really goes into unhealthiness it's it's not the washboard abs it's not you know giant biceps and being really cut 
I'm, I disagree. I, I don't. I think when you see, you don't have to be humongous to be unhealthy. You know, uh-huh. it, it's it's more about what's going on inside your body as well as outside. So, so. you don't, you don't buy that whole fit but fat movement that's happening right no, now. I'm I don't saying, buy that. I'm not saying you have to be. I'm not saying you have to be ripped or anything else to to be healthy. It's not true. But you have to eat right. You know, you have to yeah. take care of yourself. It's you know, it's common sense. We all know what the answer is. We just don't want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so instead, we invent something like the dad bod so that we don't have to, which well, is ridiculous. You know, here's so here's the kind of scary side of the dad bod, right? Which is men are more likely to have heart attacks, um, particularly in their fifties, sudden heart attacks. Um, you know, and. You can kind of joke about the dad bod, but the flip side is if dad's really not taking care of himself, you know, we talk about this all the time with moms, like if you take care of yourself first, how do you mm-hmm. take care of your kids? If you're not, you know, put stup- the stupid metaphor of putting the oxygen mask on yourself yeah. first before you put it on your kids. Um, put it on the dad bod first. Put it on yeah. the dad bod. Like, <laughs> before you what, if, the kids. You know, if dad's supposed to be doing some heavy lifting at home, like figuratively and literally, then you... It's not so great for dad to start developing dad bod because what happens is dad bod's paunchy, right? Yeah. But what happens when dad bod, you know, every year dad bod's putting on five pounds and five pounds and all of a sudden you're 50 and it's not dad bod, it's Homer Simpson bod. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and uh, look, you well, talk he's about- popular, so. <laughs> I think he's the inventor of dad bod, actually. Mm, donuts. But once, right. Donuts but, and beer. That's what dad bod, that's the dad bod diet. But once it got to stage, you know, <laughs> right. then, then it's not healthy. But, I, you know, every winter when out of shape dads go out to shovel, dead shovel is a thing in hospitals. Right. Where, like, Ugh. these guys who haven't done anything all year all of a sudden shovel for an hour and then drop dead. And I have read that by the time you can actually see the fat on the outside, so much has been going on on the inside for like 10 years where it's kind of you're 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 kind of getting the marbly fat inside, but you can't see it. That's like that Dr. Oz thing, right? Where he holds up the like sheet of fat that goes into your stomach. (laughs) You know, eating rates catching up to the whole smoking and drinking and drugs. Food is right there with it. People don't realize it because it takes longer to get there. It's not like you know, you don't just well, you do get a sugar high, but you don't. You don't see those instantaneous, you know, you eat right. a donut and all of a sudden your button pops. It doesn't happen that quickly. Like, I, I recently gave up carbs for six weeks. Losing weight is hard. Keeping it off, and, and I speak from experience with this, losing it is hard, but keeping it off is harder. Because well, at least when you're losing it, you've got the motivation, you're seeing results, and then you lose it, and then you have to keep eating well, and that's it's so It's like getting out of prison. you got to keep yeah. it up in the but real Amy, world. If, if you if you maintain, then... What, what are Weight Watchers going to do? What are these Nutrisystem? Yeah. You're out of business. That's, That's right. the so, whole business. Well, how you, come you Weight lose? Watchers doesn't have a dad bod program? Oh, interesting. So, right, because back to Amy's original point, why is this? This is like this making it acceptable for dads to be Charles Barkley out of shape was uh, talking, uh, uh, speaking. Uh, was he? Well, here, he's a perfect a example. I mean, that yeah. happens to a lot of athletes, right? They stop playing and they right. keep eating as if they're training. Yeah. But I think the dad bod thing. The fact that there's no women, I mean, there's have been some like the stupid Dove commercials where they're like, I love myself, you know, where you're trying to like feel proud of your cellulite and your stretch marks. And I, I'm always seeing those women on Facebook who are like, these are my war wounds and they show their stretch marks. Uh. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like they, it happens. But like, I don't know, there's like too much. It's like too much that way of. It, it's one thing to not be ashamed. It's another to flaunt it. Yeah, well, I had it. It's so funny because I wrote something a few years ago called like the whole like the myth of the bikini body because we had been on a beach vacation and I was like, there are lots of people in bikinis and ain't nobody has a bikini body. There are no (laughs) bikini bodies happening. Like no one was on the cover of Self magazine. And on one hand, I'm like, that's kind of awesome. Like these women are like, screw it. Like I'm not going to have that stupid body. It's never going to happen for me. And I want to wear a bikini. And I think that's great. On the other hand, right? There's that part of me that's like, that's just not 
flattering. Like, it's just, it's right. not, it doesn't look good. Well, the Europeans like, don't care, right? They don't even wear anything. Ugh, I mean. Well, the men wear Speedos right. with their Ugh. gut hanging over. Yeah. Their True. Well, it, no, it, but maybe that's great. Maybe we're totally wrong and like. It's, see, I, I go back to health and, like, and this is parenting bites, right? So you're also setting an example for your children. Yes. I mean, you know, you try to get them to eat your vegetables, this and that, and they see you, you know, eating pizza or wings and drinking soda and whatever. Right. So it's, it, to me, it's a health issue more than a vanity issue. Yeah. Right. I think the dad bod thing is really just a big old excuse for, for just letting it go. Yeah. <laughs> letting <laughs> it go and still being sexy. It's marketing, right? Yeah. Right. Except right. women are a lot more forgiving. So, right? Like we were That's saying before, women are fine, women are fine with it yeah. to a certain point. Like How often do you see like the really, really gorgeous hot woman with the kind of uh, guy? All the time. You, and you don't see the, the, you don't see it the other way. Women just don't care as much. So, you know, they don't care. I, I don't care if my husband has a paunch. I guess I should for health reasons, but I, I just for looks, I don't care. I don't need washboard abs, but I'll I want him to be healthy. Tell you something funny, which is my daughter's care. So my husband recently lost, like I don't know, ten pounds. He's been I working think. out. I'm he's, friends with your yeah, husband. Yeah, he has. Yes. He's just been eating right. Like Wait, he's just, not doing his eight minute workouts every morning anymore. <laughs> <He's> kind of. <laughs> uh oh, not busted. really. But he he was doing this. But I actually think like the food. It turned out he gave up coffee. So I, I say too. this all the time. You can exercise to your heart's content. I don't care unless you're a marathon runner. It doesn't make a dent unless you change how you eat. And, t- and they have all the studies that show it's the opposite, right? Sometimes people work out and then they indulge because yes. they think they burn so many calories it's, or it increases your appetite. Doesn't make sense. Yeah, I'm like I hate cardio, so that's my whole thing. <laughs> so, um, but my daughters were so into it. Like, they were so proud of him. Oh, wow. They were so happy for him. They're so nervous he's going to put it back on. Like, if they see him, like, eating, having a beer, they're like, Dad, you know, you've just won. <laughs> you don't want him <laughs> to get his cup. And it was really interesting. And I thought they really, they did need that example. Because I never, like, I don't do anything. I just eat healthy. Like, I've never used the word diet with them. I don't diet. It was the first time anyone Diet's in our family. Diet's a bad word. Yeah. And, and, and it doesn't mean what people think it means. Diet is what you eat. It's right. not It's not a, do something different. Because when you do something different, you're not going to keep up. Keep it up. And right. then you go back to Weight Watchers. Oh, but or you see, go back to whatever. See, I, I my personality is actually, it, it, it's more suited to doing something intensely for, like, six weeks and then taking a break and then doing something else but and what, taking a break. It's the break is the is the key word there. Like, what, what kind of break are you taking? Like, are you taking off the Rails break or are you no, taking no, no. like just you know the break yeah. like I'm I'm right now on a two week break between the low carb thing which I have to say uh, the contrast between your children and mine during the six weeks that I was hardly eating any carbs your children were supportive my children would come up to me with bagels and donuts and be like mm, oh, you can't have this can you yeah they they really enjoyed it um, that's tough you, you you gotta find what works for you though too like maybe like four days on one day off what yeah right. no no and, yeah. and I've done other things like that where you know intensely for five days and then and then you know take a break or the other way around and and they all work but my thing is i just i can't do moderation i can't do it moderation I, is, a, is a bs word actually it's and when people hard. say that to me i say how do you define moderation right it's baloney it doesn't make yeah. sense it's more like sustained unhappiness healthy. is what it is right <laughs> i'm gonna eat healthy and you know i'm gonna pick my spots but you have to be really smart about it yeah. and people have a hard time making those decisions because we eat uh, emotionally as yeah, well right. i definitely do that well you know for yeah. my next thing what i'm going to do this is going to a whole different i know sorry. Oh okay sorry are now you sad you're sorry you put now, me on now this now we're teaching you how to get rid of your dad bod yeah. basically <laughs> <laughs> well you 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 mentioned that exercise doesn't really do it because you compensate with more food so my next six week experiment I'm doing all these crazy six week experiments my next one I'm going to keep track of how many calories I'm burning each day and then the next day eat 500 calories less than that mm. well, we're going to talk off air uh, all right. 
Oh, All right, we're going like to leave it. We're going to leave it at that. Maybe Amy will fill us in in her off-air conversation with Seth. Trust and, me, I, uh, I won't be as miserable as in the low-carb thing, so we'll be fine. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to have our interview with Lucy Hale. We're super excited, so stay tuned. You're listening to Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Talking tech, apps, entertainment, and issues around parenting the digital generation. This is Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. Hi, so we're so excited to be joined in the studio today by Lucy Hale, the star of Pretty Little Liars. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to admit how many episodes of Pretty Little Liars I have watched, <laughs> much to my daughter's horrifying. <laughs> I watched it before my daughter's. My daughter's just <laughs> turned 13. So you're going into your sixth season. It's safe to say I was watching before my daughter's. I love it. Um, but my daughters are addicted to the books. Okay. So that That's is... a good way, good segue into the show. Well, I'm glad yes. you're you're willing to admit that you're a fan. That's awesome. I appreciate it. <laughs> I am. ABC my my husband's horrified, it. but... <laughs> okay. He's, he might secretly be a fan of the show, too. So. He watches yeah. an awful lot of it, yeah. just, you know, <laughs> by, by chance, I guess. Amazing. Um, but we're so excited you're here today, because you're actually representing a really important cause, mm-hmm. um, which is the Menchococcal meningitis vaccine, which is a mouthful. Yeah. Right? Oh, believe me, when I had to learn how to say meningococcal meningitis, <laughs> it was literally just repeating it over and over and over in my head. And, you know, I was familiar with the disease and that there were two kinds of it. One, um, there's a viral um, infection and then there's a bacterial infection. And uh, the bacterial is the meningococcal meningitis, which is terrifying. I don't know if you know a lot about it, but it's a disease that um, you know, teens are the prime target, which is why I wanted to get involved because, you know, that's that's my fan base. Those mm-hmm. are the people that are watching the show. Those are the people that support me. And so um, it's it's a disease that, you know, if you get it, your life could be gone in 24 hours. It happens that quickly. And um, it's scary because a lot of the symptoms are flu-like. So, you know, your kids at home, your teens at home and saying, I, I don't feel well, I've got a headache. Parents are typically just going to be like, go to sleep. You know, you'll feel better in a couple of hours. Yeah. Um, and that's how it can be fatal. That's how, that's why it's scary. But right. um, Voices of Meningitis, I got involved with them uh, this year, but they've been around for seven years, uh, spreading awareness about the disease and prevention and vaccines. And so this year, um, the whole initiative is about the second vaccination, which, um, you know, you get the first dose when you're 11 to 12, which is pretty common. People know about that. But only 30% of um, of the people who are getting the first vaccine are getting the second vaccination purely from lack of awareness about it right and so I mean for me it's just it's one less thing to worry about we're just trying to save a life here like one is too many this is a disease that is preventable with vaccination and um, they brought me on board because we were doing it through music there's a whole campaign called boost the volume and so I challenged acapella groups um, in the United States to come up with a medley of songs uh, spreading awareness about this and the vaccination um, but also using the power of music. You know, I love music. People that support me know that, you know, that's that's the center of my world. So that's sort of how, because um, we were like, how did you get involved with this? Right. It's sort of left of center, <laughs> but um, because I don't have a personal connection to it. But, you know, like my mom's on the line um, and she she's a nurse. So I grew up knowing the importance of, um, you know, health and fitness and, and getting your shots and your vaccinations as well. So it all sort of tied in. But the underlying message is, I, you know, I love the people that support me, so I want them to be aware yeah. that this is a preventable disease. People forget that your teens still need vaccines. And I know we have your mom on the phone. Right. Hi, Mom. Hi, right. Jean. <laughs> you know, as a mom, I just encourage all the moms out there 
to talk to your doctor, your health care provider, if that's a school nurse, if that's the only person you know to go to, that's great. Um, your pharmacist, um, anybody that you can talk to about the second vaccine. Because um, the first one you get, um, it's uh, the Center for Disease Control recommends that you get it when you're 11 to 12 years old. And then um, after about five years, the effectiveness um, decreases a little bit. And so they suggest a booster dose at 16 to 18 years old. And a lot of people, I think a lot of moms aren't aware that, um, that their child needs that. And I think a lot of people just wait for their doctor to tell them what to do. But we're encouraging all moms to be proactive and talk to your um, health care providers and ask about that second vaccine. Right. I think a lot um, of parents know, slack off, yeah. right? A lot yeah. of parents, your kids hit 16 to 18 and you sort of, I don't know. You maybe, think you're done? Yeah. You're like, yeah. 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 Maybe you're yeah, leaving the pediatrician. The reason it's so mm-hmm. critical is um, that's the time when most kids are getting ready to graduate mm-hmm. from high school and go to college and you know live in a dormitory maybe and um, it is spread by respiratory droplets so um, if someone has it and you borrow their lipstick or you drink their water or you eat after them you put their eating utensils you kiss them um, a lot yeah. of that. you know <laughs> or live in a you know live with them in a dorm it's um, you know you're at higher risk so it's really important for that booster at 16 to 18 years old. But like when I was, when I was, um, obviously I got the first shot, but when I was a teenager, the CDC hadn't recommended the mm-hmm. second vaccination yet. So, I mean, I got it later on, but still, you know, it's never too late to get it because I'm, I'm 26 now. And um, as soon as I um, knew and became aware of it, you know, I, I obviously jumped on board. Right. Yeah. I think that's what's yeah. hard. So my, um, my sister actually had a really good friend die. It's not part of the reason why I wanted to have you on today. They were on a school field trip in high school, and and he didn't feel well. And the same thing. He was kind of throwing up, and Mm -hmm. they thought he had a stomach bug, and everyone went out to go see the Liberty Bell. And they, he stayed home, and he stayed back at the hotel. And when they came back, he had died. Are you oh, my was he oh, my goodness. He was alone. And, um, and it was the first time, and my dad was a doctor, but it was the first time I'd heard of it. We'd ne- never right. heard of, you know, meningitis and that you could be 15 on a field trip with your, you know, It happens school. so fast. It happens yeah, so fast. Yeah, it does. Well, and then also um, the survivors, of the survivors, one out of five survivors will have really traumatic um, um, deficits from it. You could be blind or deaf. Um, you could have fingers yeah. and toes and arms and legs amputated. Um, you know, so it's very serious. Yeah, but I mean, you know, to make it positive, I mean, it is preventable. Yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. the whole right. thing. No, not that you were saying. Right. I mean, it is a horrible <laughs> thing. Mom, but, but like the whole thing is, you know, it's preventable. And right. as a parent, it's one less thing you have to worry about. Yeah. So and you I don't I think that's why it doesn't get a ton of attention because I think a few hundred people die each year from it. Well, it's it's pretty rare. There's like a thousand cases or less. And of those that get it, um, I think one in five survive. I don't. I might be incorrect, but, but it's um, a small. It's a, it's a relatively small number. That's too many. But it's, it's so one too many. Yeah. Can you imagine sending your yeah. child off to college and one day they're fine and the next they're gone? I they're mean, gone. I agree with you. Literally, one is too many, and it's so preventable. Right. Right. And that's why camps. A lot of camps are requiring it now. And, Dorms, and yeah, I read a story uh, with with. Uh, I think you were pictured with somebody who had helped. She had lost. Uh, Jamie. Uh, yeah, she had lost her legs and fingers. She's amazing. Yeah. And she helped pass a law in Texas saying mm-hmm. that in order to go to college you had to get this vaccination which is fantastic right yeah she 
she's part of Voices of Meningitis. Her name's Jamie. She's my age. She's 26 now, but got meningococcal meningitis when she was 20. Um, survived. Knew something was wrong with her body. Knew that it was more than the flu. Had her sister take her to the hospital. Hour 14. Barely made it. And wow. had to have her fingers amputated and her legs amputated. But she's making a difference. It's, yeah. it's amazing it's what she's amazing. doing. It's amazing. And so yeah. people should go to um, boostthevolume.com, which yes. is not just about, has all this great information about the vaccine and how you can talk to your doctor, but mm-hmm. these amazing videos yeah. of all these students who <laughs> entered this contest, right, to right. sing a cappella and get a chance to sing with you. And did they pick yeah. the winner? I can't. Yeah, we, um, you know, there was a lot of videos submitted, and they were so great and so creative, and I really appreciated the work that they put into it and not only the passion for the music and you can tell that they, that's what they love to do but the passion behind um the whole campaign itself um but we chose the finalists there's four finalists in new york la portland and philly and we're going to all those schools i get to perform with those acapella groups which would be oh, really great. really hysterical and mm-hmm. fun and um <laughs> and yeah we chose a grand prize winner who actually is going to be in the psa with Jamie and I um, that starts airing in June. So it's too late for me to form a group, become a student, and enter. It's it's never too late for acapella groups. (laughs) We just saw the one this weekend. I said my dream job is to be in in an acapella group. Case in point, I'm 26, going back to high school, performing with them. So that's like a whole other dream. Yeah. So since Lucy, Uh, since we have your mom on the phone, yeah. um, So on this podcast a lot, we talk about parents and technology and kids. Uh And you, I would say you are sort of the first generation to really grow up with technology right? and, mm-hmm. and very publicly. Right. Um, you have probably the most tweeted TV show. Yeah, <laughs> which is, I think, literally, though, which yes. is really crazy. Which it's is amazing. amazing. Kind of breaks Twitter. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to ask you, Julie, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> did no. you ever have to set some boundaries <laughs> with Lucy and her <laughs> online life? Or have you seen, you know, what have you learned along the way, sort of seeing her live a very, a very public life, but online and off? Yes, well, you know, she's she's twenty. She'll be twenty six in a few weeks, and so, um, you know, most the only thing that I really had to struggle with her with was um, her cell phone, and that was a new thing to me because I didn't have a cell phone when I was growing up. But most of the like she now I know she's Twitter tweets and Instagrams and all that, and so that's relatively new. And um, I didn't have to. And she was an adult when all that started. But, you know, the great thing about it is she does. She has millions of uh, followers on Twitter and Instagram. And so this gives her the perfect opportunity to, um, you know, reach out to her, her fan base and give a positive message. And so that's why she was so happy to do this for the uh, meningitis, the voices of meningitis. Um, she could lend her voice to something that... Um, you know, she felt like can make a difference in the world. And like she said, if just one life is saved from all this campaign, then um, then it's definitely worth it. So, yeah. Lucy, I mean, that's like a great point that your mom makes. Yeah. Is there's so many kids that they deal with a lot of negativity on social media. I hate, it's the, it's devastating. Like it's 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 devastating for me to see stuff that's written about me. But even what I've seen, you know, girls against girls in high schools. I've read some of it, and I just. It's heartbreaking, you know, because it's gives people a sense of power for some reason. But I almost feel more sad for the people that are bullying because it takes a certain kind of sadness and anger mm-hmm. about yourself to put that on someone. So it's mm-hmm. just this like horrible cycle that I hope I hope we can break. I don't know. We're all so hard on ourselves. Like there's no need to to 
put it on other people. I don't know. I'm fortunate. You know, I, I love Instagram and I do love Twitter. I am so glad to be a part of the generation that has that. It's such an amazing tool and way to connect. But it has it has its downsides. I think that um, it gives people a false sense of like living on this pedestal too. Mm-hmm. It's like it's very you ha- there has to be rules. Like even as I don't know how parents deal with it with their kids. Like I would be so strict about it. But <laughs> um, you just have to. There's a fine line of what you can share, what you should read, what you shouldn't read, and so I. It, it is like a conscious effort for me not to read my comment section because no matter who you are, or what you do, how much money you make, what you look like, like there's going to be those. Oh, yeah. That negativity there, unfortunately. But for every negative comment, there's lots of beautiful things being said and, and lots of supporters. But I mean, and yeah, when you do see negative comments about yourself, do you mm-hmm. call the people out? Do you ignore it? Do you block them? I it's very hard for me sometimes not to say something because I don't want to feed into it. I think that yeah. when you notice it, it's just that's all they want anyway yeah. because they know that that negative. So I have to bite my tongue sometimes. And then I'm like, well, that just really hurts my feelings. Like, they don't know me. They don't know oh. what I was like, that I was having a bad day. That really made me feel bad. But um, it's yeah. more of someone, It hurts my feelings. Hurts my feelings. <laughs> I was going to say, your mom must be want to get in there. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. you can't please that everyone. So you have to, yeah. Okay, so before yeah, we let you go, I'm so glad that she gets to um, do things like this. Though that that's really important to us. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a great example yeah. of how to use your influence for good, which mm-hmm. is probably right. the best example you can set for teenagers and tweens who are following you and right. who you know aspire to be like you to see how you're using your voice. Mm-hmm. And before we right. let you go, I would be so remiss if I didn't ask you a little bit. PLL yep. questions. Yes. I knew you <laughs> were going ask there. You some PLL <laughs> questions. Of course, <laughs> dig in. Um, so let's just. Um, I'm just. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pretend that all the moms who listen to this podcast are like. I'm right there with you because right. the, when I do post on Facebook, I can't even tell you how many people are like. I know. Oh, yeah. Like any ABC Family show. Yeah. Um, but PLL obviously has very devoted fans, and my mm. daughters are always telling me what's different from the books. They're very into like that didn't happen. <laughs> I don't course. know who that is. And in the book, it's her twin, and and right. my daughters are twins. Like that's all. That was a oh, whole. Oh, so they're very yes. into it. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So just season six, season mm-hmm. five left you guys in a. A tight spot. Literally. <laughs> Literally. Yes. We're in a, and so we pick up, we've started filming season six, and we pick up right where we left off. And it's sort of, without giving away too much, it's it's um, the most confined and terrified the girls have probably been. Um, they're literally, you know, fighting for their lives. So things get dirty, things get dark. Um, and then actually for the first time in the show, later on in the season we're doing, uh, you see a lot of flashbacks in the show. And that's, okay. that's sort right. of... Um, you know, where people see a lot of Allison and a lot of Mona, mm-hmm. but we're actually doing a significant uh, time jump. We're, we're flashing forward so you get to oh. see the girls, you know, how they've evolved, if they're still dealing with the same things, their relationships. I'm excited to see what Aria is going to wear, like what her <laughs> job is, if she finally gets a job. Um, I, I can't say how far into the future. I mean, I personally know, but right. I, they might get mad if I should. That's but, really um, interesting. But it'll be fun. I like that yeah. idea, too, because I think so core... First of all, I've been in high school forever, but second <laughs> to that is core to that show is, I think, female friendship. Of course, which yeah. Which is so interesting to me, and I think that idea of how that might change in the future. I mean, you're going through extraordinary circumstances right. on the show, obviously. That's not what female friendships usually go through. Exactly. You know, murder and intrigue, whatever. But you mean that's not normal? No, <laughs> thankfully. Yeah. Although I'm sure when, yeah. you know, you have that illusion when you're really young, like a tween girl, like, maybe right. that's what high school will be like. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No. Um, but I think that's really interesting. And so do you, do you guys talk about that on the show? Like, when you have these discussions about the show, when you're working with writers, when mm-hmm. you 
talked about each other, that idea of like what these friends, you know, deal with is extraordinary, but how they deal with it is really the core of their friendship. I think that that often goes unnoticed because the show is about the cliffhangers and A mm-hmm. and death and the mystique about, you know, Rosewood and all these things, but what what I feel like really drives the show are it's the characters mm-hmm. and it's these girls and it's their friendship like I you know they've been there they're so lo- it is amazing how loyal they are to each other yeah um, and I think that that sends a strong message I mean you look when it comes Halloween time there's all these girls dressing as the four PLLs yep. and <laughs> you know there's there's clothing lines and stuff it's and it all roots from the fact that it's they're a unit the show would not be the same without Aria or without Spencer or Hannah or mm-hmm. Emily it's they're one like package deal and they would do anything for each other and I think that you know that's really important to see that's a whole other um, you know aspect of our show that I'm glad you brought that up because it's not usually talked about and I really respect you know their lives are way more outlandish than any of ours and I don't know how they haven't killed each other by now (laughs) but you know they haven't that's the whole point is that they're they're there for each other it's it's awesome that's what I like that's why people always say like your daughters watch PLL I'm like I gotta tell you (laughs) like yeah it's crazy and whatever but like at the core is this friendship and I I actually really respect that and like that about the show I'm glad (laughs) well it was such a pleasure having you and such a pleasure having your mom thank you Julie for joining us I can like hear her walking through the halls of the hospital you gotta get back to work mom I know. I better go check on my patient. But it was great to talk to you guys. It was wonderful to have you on. Thank you. Bye, Mom. I love you, Lucy. Love you, Mama. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. So, everyone, we want to make sure everyone checks out BoostTheVolume.com. Yes, definitely to learn more about uh, Voices of Meningitis and mm-hmm. uh, the whole campaign, visit BoostTheVolume.com. Great. And check out the new season of PLL. June 2nd, right? June 2nd. Yes. <laughs> check you out then. Thank you so much for Thank being here. Thank you so much. You're listening to Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Talking tech, apps, entertainment, and issues around parenting the digital generation. This is Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. All right, so we are back with our Bites of the Week, and... I don't know, Seth, you going to join us for Bites of the Week? Do you okay. have something cool to recommend to to parents out there in the world? Something you, cool you read or... Uh, not what we were just talking not about di- during not the Not diet related. <laughs> yeah, you totally not. put me on the spot. I, got, I have little kids, you know? You're always That's talking good. about teenagers. Yeah, no, 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 no. Our no, no, no. listeners Yeah. Um, well, you, I just showed you this, my son singing ABCs. You guys, we got him for his birthday. His little little laptop, Leapfrog. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Oh, cute. It's great. But the thing is, you saw in the video, he figured out, like... He turns it on and off to get the first song again. He knows how to get to it. <laughs> he just likes that ABC song. Yeah. He likes to clap your hands, too. I mean, yeah. he likes all music. It's Leapfrog really, is good. Yeah. We Leapfrog had that when, when our kids were little. Now, I always ask this of other parents. I'll ask you, um, do kids, they end up, they're on their best behavior when everyone, other family's around? I think I asked you two before. And then, because he's so sweet, everybody's like, oh my God, he's the sweetest. And then he's like, no, he just he saves no it for you. Other yeah. family members or caregivers, because I, I know that our kids always behaved much better at preschool and there than too. they did for us, and we were very happy about that. We would rather have the good behavior so that we can give them to other people. Yes, and and then you know if they want to scream he around sits, us, that's fine. My he children sits are the there. Opposite. He sits on the lap of the daycare provider, and she she has him seven cornrows in his head. His mom can't. <laughs> she he won't sit on her lap for two minutes <laughs> to do one braid. My kids were yeah. always the opposite. Huh. Way better with me. 
than with anybody. That sucks. <laughs> that really does suck because you want you want people to take care of them and not be miserable. Well, they were good. My mom was our only babysitter, and they were awesome with my mom. That's but cool. um, yeah, they were they were okay in school, but not not when they were little. They they really just um were not into the rules in terms of. They were. They noticed too much stuff, and they noticed what other kids weren't doing, and they were always in everyone else's business. <laughs> <laughs> You've yanked daughters. I did. I, taught, I used to warn the teachers every year. I'm like, don't leave anything out that you don't want seen, and they'd never believe me. And inevitably, at some point in the year, they were like, she saw this one. I'm like, I told you. He that loves. He loves hilarious. the iPhone too. My two year old. Yeah, we can't recommend the iPhone. Yeah. We're not doing that. Well, so. I get. We got. Him, <laughs> we got him his own. We got him his own phone. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I mean, I, I like that Leapfrog thing. All the Leapfrog products are great. Leapfrog is great, but I, ha- I, I really have to say, like when when you're out, like I, I, we we just flew back from Florida, and there was, of course, two screaming babies on the plane. And if cell phones, if smartphones had been around when my kids were babies, and I was in that situation, oh hell yeah, I would shove an iPhone yeah. in their hand. Of course, he plays yeah. bowling. He loves bowling. Yeah. his brother's a bowler, so he likes to that's bowl. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. All right, Amy, what you got? So I've got one um, that I haven't tried it, but I'm going to because I need this little bit of a push to be a slightly more adventurous eater. Um, Because I'm I'm a vegetarian. I'm picky. One of my kids is really picky. One of them isn't. My daughter will eat anything. Um, So this is, it's one of those things where you get a box every other month. You know, there are a million different things where you get a subscription box. But this one is really innovative. It's called tritheworld.com. And every other month you get a box of food from a different country. Cool. Yeah, so you can try all different kinds of food. Um, it's not expensive. If, if you just pay by the month, it's $39 a month, and then or $39 every other month, and then it, it gets uh, cheaper from there if you buy a longer subscription. And I just think that this is a really neat way to introduce a small amount of new things to um, the pickier members of your family who, who might not be intimidated if it's just like a cute little box of something. And it comes in the mail. Kids comes love in things the come mail. in the mail. Oh, absolutely. And you could give it as a gift. So I, I just think this is a fantastic idea. It's trytheworld.com and I'm going to try it and I'm going to let you know how it is. Yeah, I want to hear all about it. All right, my bite of the week is this week um, the actress Elizabeth Wilson passed away. She played Roz in the movie 9 to 5. <gasps> Roz was the one who loved. (laughs) Loved Abby Coleman. Yep, yep. She was all about him. Yeah. So that got me thinking. And I always said, like, she was the original Tracy Flick, right? She was like the kissy assy, (laughs) like everyone. Um, But it got me thinking about the movies that were made back then. We know we talk about movies having strong feminist whatevers, like the Twilight series or the Hunger Games. Mm -hmm. But like, no one is making these movies. Like. Nine to five would not get made now. No, it was so fiercely feminist yeah. in such a like crazy overt way. It is so awesome. So it got me thinking about all the movies I want my children to see. That my daughters now that they're thirteen and like that is so at the top PG of my 13? list. PG thirteen. That's like they're going crazy. I am done. I am. I was already taking them to PG thirteen because yeah. I think those ratings are a bunch of gooey. Yeah. Um, but at, at what age? Um, it depends on oh. the film. Oh, what? see, we we have what at our house we call child inappropriate theater. <laughs> like we, we don't really care about the rating. Okay. And a lot of them are older when there was no PG-13, so it's like either PG or R. Right. Yeah. So, you know, Some of them had no ratings. Not to see you, you you're never going to have me on the show again, because they just put me off on <laughs> tangents. My, my stepson's seven years old, and his dad just took him to the Avengers, and we we didn't we weren't crazy about that, <laughs> that he took him there. You know what? So, I I mean, I grew up at a time when I saw a bazillion inappropriate movies, because yeah. I actually think there were no ratings initially when oh, no, we were, were young. I don't think Grease had, came out with a rating. 
Greece? Uh, yeah, I don't think Greece and Saturday Night. The original. Oh, yeah, we were like five. There then. Two we, were, we were five. There were You're two right. different versions no, of Saturday Night Fever. No, there were two versions of Saturday Night Fever, and yeah. I saw the R version at the drive-in in Wellfleet, and ah. totally scarred me. Like when he jumped off the bridge. Oh yeah. Said, but the other side of that is, I had no idea they were talking about abortion. I know. I look. Right. I had no idea what the lyrics in Greece meant. So I think when your seven-year-old goes to the Avengers, and eh, whatever, like they kind of absorb what they absorb, All and right. it's, yeah. it's not realistic we violence. We were really angry, but we just, you know, we just think it's not yeah, the best no, choice. Yeah, no, you got to right. I mean, His friends are watching hero. wrestling. You know, I grew up watching. You know, I work with. Well, your wrestling's here. ten times worse. But I don't. I, but I, right. You don't no, have your kids show it. No, I don't want them watch the wrestling. You know what? No. But we. I grew up watching everything because we had no cable, right? So you had four stations on TV, and you watched whatever the hell was on. And it was always like yeah. the late, late movie was totally inappropriate. Like everything was totally HBO, inappropriate. Yeah. My husband has a whole story on how Kramer versus Kramer totally traumatized him. Like you know. Oh, like, now I know. Now I understand Corey. <laughs> finally. Oh my poor husband. So anyway, nine to five. On the Netflix queue nice. or Amazon Prime, whichever one's going to have Good it movie. for my daughters. And there's a new Netflix show starring Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda yes. that premieres. So it's perfect. And I'm fingers crossed hoping that Dolly Parton makes a guest appearance oh. on that show because I don't understand how she hasn't been on Nashville yet. But You're raising little feminists? Is that what you're saying? Oh, I please. They are so <laughs> they are so fierce and feminist, my daughters. And like they could talk to you about what feminism means up in Wazoo. But, but in... This is a whole other topic, but if they're a generation, I think it's just there um, in different ways just because people talk about it and all. It's just so much more talked about in different yeah. ways, and it's such a more public conversation. But at the same time, they don't have the movies like 9 to 5 or Thelma and Louise or yeah. I don't know, like no one or, or Roseanne. Like, where's the Roseanne TV show right now? Like, the economy sucks. The working class is getting killed. Mm. Where's Roseanne? And instead you have Modern Family, like I all love, those I things. But it's a whatever. That's like a, <laughs> seriously talk about a tangent. I'm like it's such a rarefied so view of. But I think it's um it's just interesting. We don't have women. Murphy Brown. Like we don't have those same oh, women characters going on. Start writing a pilot right now. I know. Yeah. Well, I think people feel over. like the battle's over, and so I feel like that's my fear no. that people feel like they don't have to make that fight. But yeah. I don't know. Or they just want to make Avengers movies. What do I know? Without a female freaking Avengers movie, no, a Marvel movie. Either. What's her name's in it? Scarlett Johansson. No, but she has no movie. But she's in she doesn't Avengers. have her own movie. I know, but it's lame. Oh. She runs around in her little black outfit. All right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's she... it. We're done. We're done today. All right. Oh. I, wa- I just want to say real quick, worst movie experience ever. My mom dropped us off to see Halloween, the movie Halloween when I was 10 years oh old. Oh, my God. I had nightmares for three months straight. I could oh not God. sleep. It was horrible. My mom, I, you know, my mom was horrible. I have a worse one. <laughs> Terrible. I have a worse bad movie story. Really? That was pretty bad. You know how scary that was at yeah, 10? Yeah, that's scary. I scary saw, now. I saw Fast Times at Ridgemont High with my mother at 10 years old. <laughs> oh. <laughs> See, so much worse. Call your mom on the phone right now. I want to talk to her. Like, what were you? So much worse. My aunt took her little uh, grandsons to see Ted. That's the dirtiest movie I've ever seen in my life. The kids are like 10 years old. Because she yeah. thought it was a teddy bear. No. Yeah. My mom saw... They said, I want to see Ted. I will say, okay. in my mom's defense, she just saw a clip on the Today Show and they showed when Piccoli gets the pizza delivered to the classroom and thought it looked funny. She didn't read right. about or know the whole. That was rated rest of R. It. Don't don't give me that. Oh, There's no beyond ratings. rated R. My, yeah. my parent, I was very you know mature. Not that mature. Yeah. That was hor- talk about horrifying. We let our kids see Titanic when they were like six and nine. We're well, like, that's okay. She's just get naked. over it. That's yeah. so different yeah, than like giving naked, a carrot yep. a blowjob. That's yep. totally different. Very <laughs> very <laughs> There's the sex scene in the car. It was a little uncomfortable, but we're just like, it's not a, It's not the big deal mm, that everybody yeah. makes no, it. Just get fa- over it. But don't take your child to see Fast Times Richmond High. No. Okay. Um, so Or Porky's or any of those horrible 70s, 80s. Horrible? But, those but, movies are classic. But they should watch them with their friends. Or Hot Dog Movie, which is my husband's When they're 17, you give them those movies. So, okay, so check us out now. Now you're like, what the hell is going on with this podcast? We are so off the rails. I'm, so, I'm never going to be on again. So, <laughs> facebook.com slash parenting bites. You can find us on iTunes at Parenting Bites, of course, on play.it with all the other awesome CBS podcasts. 
And please rate us, review us, share the podcast. Um, we love to hear from you guys. Hashtag us Parenting Bites on Twitter. And we will talk to you next week. Thanks, Amy. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks for Seth. having me. Woohoo! All right. Bye. <laughs>